Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. That's so good. Today is Thursday, August 4th. Um, well, here we are in August. Beautiful, lush summer. Gotta love it kind of an overcast day here in Santa Fe. We got um, some rain last night a little bit We're supposed to get more today. Robust monsoon season. Uh, there's so much so, so much waiting I have to do so much but I did get the finances caught up yesterday and that was a big thing. <sighs> yeah. Um, sort of thinking about and I also did a bunch of syphilis stuff. Um, you know it's funny when we have conversations about things that we do to advocate for writers right it's a big part of our mission advocate for creators really we're trying to make that distinction acknowledging that not all creators of science fiction and fantasy work in prose but there's um trying to figure out how I can say this sometimes advocating for publishers is not the same thing as advocating for writers and I had a little bit of a back and forth with someone yesterday who didn't quite get my point there. It's not that I think that traditional publishers are against creators but I think that they're on their own team and that just because a publisher wants something doesn't necessarily mean that we should as an organization advocate for it because it may not be the best thing for the creators and um, the person ended up saying something about how they thought that they thought that certain people had chips on their shoulders about um, traditional publishing or self publishing which okay sure some people do but I wanted to say if that's directed at me I'm not sure which shoulder I have the chip on since I do both traditional publishing and self publishing and I think there are merits to both but I also don't think that traditional publishers are going to take care of authors um, over their own interests. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of evidence for that. Anyway that's a little bit of a tangent it was just something that was on my mind. Um, yeah so it was good I got a lot done yesterday I got my 2000 words I participated in a meeting. I got the finances totally caught up and the bills paid which I had not done in a while. I still need to finish crunching royalties but I'm getting closer. Uh, it was actually pretty awesome because I got my 2000 words by 1130 in the morning because I had an 1130 meeting and so I started slightly early and I was feeling good and I was pretty intent on getting as much done before that 1130 meeting so I could like catch up whatever. And then I got them all by 1130 and oh I know I keep saying it if I can get my words by noon I am just a happy camper it just makes all the difference for me. 
when I'm still trying to get my words at one or two in the afternoon. No, no, no. I just don't like it. Doesn't work for me. Uh, so some exciting news that I realized I forgot to mention and it sort of became this is like a last minute thing and I saw uh, Megan last night and the delightful Charlie we had Frosé which was perfectly fine and if you don't know that joke you're gonna have to go back some podcasts or just accept it was delicious uh, at La Casa Sena in Santa Fe in the courtyard ended up being a gorgeous evening. I thought it was going to be too rainy but it was a perfect evening didn't rain at all and skies cleared out. So it was a lovely peaceful evening. But um, so we were talking about our plans to go to Las Vegas next weekend. Jeffy you may say we did not know you were going to Las Vegas next weekend and I will say to you well it was a last minute thing <laughs> and we just put it together. Um, so not this Saturday but a week from Saturday we are flying to Las Vegas and we are going to see Celeste Barber play at the Venetian. We're going to see her uh, her show her stand up show which is I think it's something like fine fine thanks that's it it's fine things which is a nice dovetail with perfectly fine. I'm sure I told the perfectly fine story here on the podcast if I didn't those of you who watch all the time uh, tell me and I will tell the perfectly fine story but I think I did. So I've told it to a number of people so I may not remember where I'll, I've told it but it's my favorite hashtag now. So yeah um, Celeste Barber's playing at the Venetian her fine thanks American tour. Uh, she's an Australian comedian if you don't know her she's a hysterical uh, Megan introduced me to her on Instagram. She does these wonderful send ups of the uh, you know like the ridiculousness of the things that people post to Instagram trying to show off their bodies you know being all airbrushed and she does like the real woman version of them and so she did her Australian tour and she's been up in Canada and she's coming through the states and we were able to get tickets for her show kind of last minute. I think not a lot of people know who she are who she are (laughs) who she is yet in the US. So we got um four tickets for twenty dollars each. Dang I should have given Megan money last night I forgot (sighs) terrible Uh, and Megan found us um, airline tickets for (laughs) spirit airlines out of Albuquerque to Las Vegas for sixty three dollars each round trip. (laughs) So and it's extra if you want to check a bag they don't even have like um you it's the carry ons aren't even free on I've never flown spirit before I mentioned it to David and he said does it take off from someone's backyard and Megan said yes. (laughs) So we told Megan that if the plane crashes and kills us all we'll be really unhappy with her. But yeah you can't even carry on a bag for free all you can carry on is a personal item and uh, David needs too many things to 
keep him going. So I paid like $40 to check a bag. So that means we're flying round trip for $200 and our tickets between the two of us are $40 and we got free rooms at the Venetian from David's uh you know account. They comped us two room two for two free nights. So uh yeah we're going to Las Vegas for like $250. No doubt we will end up spending more than that but not bad and it should be really fun. I'm excited. So it's yet another weekend. I'm going to be gone in August. I will probably bitch about this later but right now it sounds cool. I'm home this weekend. Next weekend we're going to Vegas uh going Saturday morning coming back Monday morning. The following weekend I will be in Albuquerque at uh Bubonicon. Oh wait no wrong order. The following weekend we're going to Tucson to celebrate birthdays see my family. Then the weekend after that is Bubonicon in Albuquerque and the weekend after that Labor Day weekend I will be in Chicago for ShyCon for Worldcon and I'm giving a workshop there. Did I mention? I probably did. I'm pretty excited that I get to give a workshop at Worldcon. Uh, and I'm on several panels and things. So that's nice. What's with the mosquitoes? You know, like they say, April showers bring Mayflowers. And it's sort of like monsoon rings bring mosquitoes. It's not nearly so poetic or delightful. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, clapping if that was startling. So that's the news in my world. Um, I also need to finish writing this book during August. So hopefully that'll work out. I am teaching a class for the fantasy futuristic and paranormal chapter special interest chapter I think still of RWA a lot of the chapters have been disaffiliating. So but I think they are still affiliated. So I'm giving a workshop at their meeting on Sunday afternoon and then we'll be teaching the class for four weeks online. Uh, so if you want to register for that I assume you can. I don't think they've even given me links on how to do that but it's going to be busy busy month but hopefully with the leavening of a lot of play and with the work I'll be able to get everything done. Um let's see other news. Some of you may know uh, if you're following closely on a polycon 2023 ticket sales have been postponed until they can revisit the uh, the hotel the venue uh, was pretty disappointing. I didn't have too many problems but then uh, Jennifer Armantrout sort of posted a list of all the things they struggled with. Some of them I didn't know about boy the mosquitoes are just everywhere. Sorry. Um so that's postponed. It's funny because we were at the Hyatt Crystal City in Arlington suburb of DC. Is there a suburb of DC? Anyway you know what I mean. And when I was in the bar called the lobby bar <laughs> which they spell a cute way but is otherwise unimaginative name. I recognized this high table or it looked I was like oh 
I know this high table and I took a photo of it because it reminded me of this table in the bar at world fantasy con in DC in 2014. Uh, and I'm amazed that it was 2014 (laughs) time. Time is strange. Um, yeah, I get my years confused. But I know this because I looked it up. I'm spoiling the story. So I took a photo of this table because when I went to world fantasy con, it was the first time that I met, uh, my second agent in person and he was not yet there when I arrived and I was walking into the bar as one does. And this, uh, woman says to me, are you Jeffy Kennedy? And it was one of the first times that, um, someone recognized me and I said, yes. And she says, hi, I'm Jennifer Utten. and Jennifer turned out to be my agent's um, best friend. She was also an agent and that was the beginning of a, of a fruitful friendship, a long friendship. And there were several other people sitting at the table, agents and editors, and they just kind of, um, took over that high table for the entirety of the conference. They just parked there. And so I would go and I would sit with them and they would buy me drinks and they would buy me meals. And it was really, um, it was just really fun. It was like one of the first times as an author that industry people were treating me to stuff. And so I took a photo of this table and I texted it to Jen yesterday. Uh, cause I just finally gotten around to sending it. And I said, this table reminded me of the one that we sat at at world F- fantasy. And she was like, oh my God, the memories. And, and I was like, well, it wasn't the same hotel, was it? And so then when I went back and looked at my emails, that was when I saw it was world fantasy in, um, like November of 2014. And it was the same hotel. It was the exact same hotel. And I, the only thing that, you know, now that I know I can match up the memories. Yeah. I mean, it's eight years difference, right? But I find it just really amusing that what is the thing that really triggers Jeffy's memory? Uh, it's the bar. It's the bar is what Jeffy remembers. Um, so none of us are shocked by this, right? And then amusingly enough, cause we, one of the things we were doing yesterday is we're working on the nebula conference for 2023 also. And we, I was, we were putting together our, our RFP, which is what you send to the hotel. It's basically a request for a proposal. We send it to the hotels and ask them to tell us how much it would cost and what the logistics would be. And so we were getting some advice on how to put together the RFP to cover having a hybrid conference. Cause we want to do this as best we can. And so there was a list of like all the hotels where there's previous nebula conferences. And I saw 20, 2012 conference was at the Hyatt crystal city. <laughs> it's like, clearly this hotel has like established their brand as serving science fiction and fantasy community. However, um, the Jennifer L. Armitrout, uh, corporation group are not happy with them right now. And when she explained all the things that had gone wrong, besides 
us not having adequate air conditioning in the ballroom that I was signing in. I, I don't blame her for being unhappy. But maybe they'll get it together because it's otherwise a, a decent hotel for a convention. I mean, obviously lots of us have done it. So, um, I keep meaning to tell Dorinda and forgetting, uh, and mentioning here, one of the things about flying back and forth to a polycon was I flew on Delta, which I have not in, I don't know, probably two decades. I have a memory of flying Delta back when we still lived in Laramie. It would have had to have been pre 2007 and, uh, missing my connection in, I think Memphis and having to stay overnight and they did comp my hotel room, but calling David and just crying because I was so frustrated. I couldn't get home. This is when I traveled all the time, you know, and he was like, it'll be all right. And you know, but it was, um, I flew home in the morning and had to get all the way back up to Laramie and we were hosting a party that afternoon for my own fucking birthday. <laughs> And it worked out. I got home, everything came off fine, but I was, that was just a low point. And I associated that with Delta, which really it wasn't Delta's fault. I remember a ticket agent being very kind to me because I was probably just incredibly stressed and exhausted. And it was like, I just want to go home. I always try to be nice to the ticket agents because it's not their flipping fault, right? So, um, why was, oh, flying on Delta. So I flew on Delta for reasons. Um, I had a, here are the reasons. I mean, they're not important, but it was because I had been going to go visit, uh, Kelly Robson in Toronto, uh, last January. And that was Delta was where I could get a decent flight to Toronto. Was it a year ago, January? Oh, well. And ended up having to cancel that trip because pandemic. And I think it was January, 2021. So I had that flight credit and I wanted to make sure to use it before it expired. So, and, and it was a good way to fly into Reagan, which Hyatt Crystal city is right next to Reagan airport. And you guys flying, you all flying Delta was amazing. It was fantastic. The people were great. The planes were so clean. I was saying this to Charlie and Megan last night and I was said, I'm wondering why I've been messing around with American and Southwest when Delta was so fabulous and not more expensive. And, and Megan is like, yeah, it's like their planes are skeezier and it's so true. So they had the TVs and the seat backs and free entertainment. And I was able to watch for free. Uh, the new Dr. Strange on the way there and on the way back, everything everywhere all at once. And, um, and it's interesting how both of those movies are really playing with multiverse things and, um, yeah, sort of fracturing of realities. And so that was really cool to sort of put that in. I, I very much enjoyed both movies. I thought both were excellent. Um, and then because I had a connection, I had to fly through Atlanta. I also just watched some fun movies, um, like on the flanking side of those, but it was nice to be able to just sort of sit in my comfortable seat, which 
I felt like I had plenty of room and it was a cozy seat and I was not in the lap of the person next to me. And, you know, they provided the headphones with the little Jack and just to be able to sit there and concentrate wholly on the movie. Um, yeah, both of them were really good and I probably have more intelligent things to say about them, but I'm about out of time and I am going to go to writer coffee today. So, so yeah, I'll have to think of if I have specific things to say about those movies, but I find it very interesting that that's where we are with storytelling is playing with the whole multiverse thing. Um, many different realities, right? Uh, more than one person has commented that we appear to have gotten stuck in a very bad timeline. <laughs> we want to go back to the, uh, the 2016 branch and go into the timeline where Trump did not win that election. And maybe things would have been very different these last six years. So, um, on that note, <laughs> let's make the best of this timeline that we can. I hope you all have a fabulous Thursday and I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.